here's a good question for you. What is the very first game that you remember playing? If you really just dial back all the way on the clock, in the mind, in the mind's eye, and you think back to like those, you know, those quick flashes you get of like stuff that happened pre five years old, right? You don't get whole memories, yeah. mm-hmm. but you get just right. sort of the snippets. What is for me? It's being adopted. Being adopted's a game. <laughs> you get the high <laughs> score. You get the high score if it's a healthy family that wants to adopt you. <laughs> you might have to try again if oh, it's a uh, this. if it's a mysterious man in a van. You know, and he's on his uh, seventh child. <laughs> It's not a not a good score, um, not a good look. It's uh <laughs> the the earliest game for me was actually one invented I I, I think by my my dad, I, I don't know. Uh but it was called he called it who showed up and who didn't show up. And he would I would be in the bathtub and he would light up all <laughs> of my action figures on the edge of the bathtub and I'd have to memorize them all and then he'd bring them all down below my eye line and then bring back most of them. But I would have to figure out who didn't show up. And I had a Daffy Duck action figure and a Donald Duck action figure. And I could never remember which one of them was missing. <laughs> That's really funny. Between the two. Or and so he, he, he said, I, I, you, you didn't win this time, Garrett. I'm sorry. Because you have once again forgotten that Donald Duck is not here in the lineup. And so he never <laughs> let me win. He uh, never let me win this memory game that I was competing against myself in because I couldn't remember the difference between Donald and Daffy Duck. I'm sorry, Garrett. Um, You're going to have to drown now. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> now, when you say that he was in and the bathtub, like, was this a game played during bath time or is this like it, you bath just... time for me? I, I was in the bathtub, not him. He was he was on the outside. <laughs> That's okay, an important gr- clarification. It's very. Man. Yeah, that is very important, actually. <laughs> yeah. You're just For, outside, Dad. Why are you? Dad, why are you in here? Somebody be in here, son. It's time to play the game. <laughs> I have all your action I figures. Wanna, I don't want to play the game, Dad. Can I just play it out in the living room? I don't. Why do I need to come in there? Get in. Get in. Let's play. <laughs> For me, I think I think the first game. I will actually segue us into the show, boys. Thank you very much. The first game that I <laughs> that's played. All, that's not the answer you that's wanted. That's all I, uh, the only answer that I wanted was for someone to say, ah, gee, Tom, I think it's tic-tac-toe. Because for me, it is. I, I remember specifically playing like this other kid in like first grade and we were, uh, you know, that really thick, almost brown recycled paper with like gigantic lines on it to help your handwriting where it's got like the dash yeah. line yeah. going down the middle. We played it on some of that, and man, we were like, it was front and back. We were covering this thing. We were playing tic-tac-toe on it, and uh, it was, uh, I think I hated it as much then as I do now. Uh, welcome, really? everybody, to uh, to Roll and Move, <laughs> the Internet's podcast where we talk about some of the worst, more some of the more bizarre, some of the more odd board games that exist out there. We break them down, see what makes them work, what makes them not work, and we entertain you in the process, hopefully. I'm your first co-host, one of the creators of Rough Draft Games, Thomas Sugarberg, and with me here, as always, is Garrett Lively. I and I, I, I would t- like to mention to everybody, to the listener, that I am very proud of the fact that I discovered the unbeatable tic-tac-toe strategy all on my own. I didn't need anyone to show me, and you know, a lot of people have to look up cheats. We came from the generation that you check the game facts to walk through the video game. Not me. 
I figured out tic-tac-toe on my own. An unbeatable strategy is is it to not play because you can't lose. You, don't play. <laughs> you can't win tic-tac-toe. <laughs> is that your strategy? Your daring, <laughs> your daring strategy there, buddy? No, no, I don't. I don't mix and match. Max, uh, I don't. Excuse me. No, no, I don't mix and match strategies. That's my strat specifically for Cards Against Humanity, and I, I can't bring it into another game. So Literally undefeated. Also with us is <laughs> uh, Jeff Lee. I'm the opposite of Garrett. I find myself always looking at the walkthroughs, and uh, <laughs> and I, like in Pokemon Red, trying to make sure I found Missing No and trying to find all the freaking... I don't know why they put items in trash cans all the time. I don't get it, but same thing with Tic-Tac-Toe. I had to find, find the strategy myself online by searching. So I didn't win tic-tac-toe until the internet became, <laughs> became a thing. <laughs> did, you, did you go so to you the, the the IGN walkthroughs where it's like everything is made out of like, uh, was it, is it pronounced ASCII art? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. all ASCII <laughs> art and you're like, and you're like, here you are, you're this vertical line and then now you're this circle and he, watch me, look, keep scrolling, There's you're going to move up here and then you hook a right at this corner. <laughs> No, not 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 that corner. This corner. It, it was. I remember that there'd be times where the instructions would be so unclear that you just get like it. You it could have been multiple um, outcomes. Like it could have been the first hallway or the second hallway. So you'd have to keep trying all iterations of it until you got it right. It was just right. it was frustrating. Yeah, those those were not the best guides out there. But uh, I if if you're looking for someone to tell you how to get a cat's game really quick. Uh, I can do that. <laughs> so if you can't tell, we're, we are playing a variation of tic-tac-toe for you guys today on the show. Uh, well, we did play it. We're going to be talking about it. But there's there's something a little, there's a little, there's a, a, little, a twist. little different, little twist here, a little twist. It's not just normal tic-tac-toe, folks. Mm-mm. This is not your dad's tic-tac-toe. <laughs> this is not your dad's in the bathtub while is summoning you into the room, he's got your action figures hostage, and he's forcing you, <laughs> forcing you to play tic tac toe. I, I want to say, okay, can you ever you guess uh, when tic tac toe? Give me a, a year when you think tic tac toe came to be. Uh, I already know the year. I, I just saw okay. It, actually, Garrett, do you know? Do you have an idea? Just toss a number out there. Um, I'm gonna guess. This was, uh, we're going to go with the BCs. I'm going to go. The BCs? Let's, let's go. With, I'm going to go 12 BC. Okay. On, on Board Game Geek, it's minus 1300. So probably 1300 <laughs> BC. So when you say it's not your dad's tic-tac-toe, what you mean is it's not your ancestors. My lord, my lord and father. It's not your lord and savior's yeah, tic-tac-toe yeah. either. So just FYI out there, it's, this game has been around for a long, long time. So it's about time somebody yeah. spiced it up a little bit. It's only taken Not only that, this many years. You know, I, I feel as the the internet's predominant and most well-known and official podcast on bad board games, we had to eventually work in the worst rated game on Board Game Geek into our, into our portfolio. Really? You know, what, what's it's, it rated? It's, it's honestly been too long. Yeah. So if you, if you go to Board Game Geek, click Browse, uh, all board games, and then sort by board game rank and then click it again so it goes to the worst of the list the first game that you see is tic-tac-toe and it's got a great tagline it says will you outwit your opponent through superior mental ability to get three in a row garrett you've been um, using that superior mental ability thing for a long time i 
since you figured out the unbeatable strat. Unbeatable. It's unbeatable. I, I can't I, lose. I, I, win, I have I a small lose. qualm here because a couple spots, te- technically a couple spots higher than Tic-Tac-Toe is bingo. And that's not really a game. I mean, you just mark <laughs> you just mark mark your card as the numbers come out. So I don't understand. I I, I will argue that tic tac toe is a better game than bingo, only because the, it's the an game, actual game. The game in bingo is to get your hearing aid to work, Jeff. So I, it, it does guess. require some skill. It's more of a task. It does require but... some skill, unlike war, which is one one spot below it. But yes, our, let's let's give our list of the. We'll go through the top ten here. We've got tic tac toe. Worst game on board game geek, followed by shoots and ladders, Candyland, Bingo, War, The Game of Life, Monopoly, Trouble, LCR, and then Operation, which is a little bit, a little bit surprised. But, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> um, I think that yeah, that's the that's the top ten there. I don't know what's what the, what's the hate with Operation. I don't, I don't get that one. I don't know. It's a standard dexterity game. I think I think the issue with Operation is the game. I I don't. I've never played with that. I, like that game comes with like money. I think it like it comes with like <laughs> what, like really? paper money. I don't know if you guys remember this, but I think like it comes with money yeah. or like there's cards that say that like you get ten thousand dollars for successfully performing a water on the knee operation or something along those yeah. lines. I've never played with that. The, the, the thing that you do is you know you immediately throw the cards away and you just you know you try and get them out. Try to do the dexterity thing. Yeah, that's it. I I did want to read for you guys. There's a review on the uh, tic tac toe game here, uh, and I thought it was pretty funny. Um, people are still reviewing tic-tac-toe, you know, for however long <laughs> it has been. They want to contribute. There's probably some like minimum contribute contribution level in board game geek to get some user status and right. they just do all the easy ones. So this review was in October, 2020 this month. Uh, uh, and we have Steve ha who says the fact that it's unwinnable by the second player, unless the first player makes a mistake means I can't give this more than a two rating. But it's classic, and it's free, so it shouldn't get a one. <laughs> <laughs> Which I respect. It's free. You don't, yeah, yeah. It's, it's free. How are you going to give it a one if Can't it's free? Can't be free. Can't be free. Can't be free. So not only is it free, you can you can make it out of you can make it out of some sticks, man. You can just you don't even have to go download it or print it. You just draw it up. It's yeah. true. How did our ancestors at 1300 BC make it? Right. <laughs> Somebody. There's some way for sure. Yeah. Uh, well, we, well, so we are playing tic-tac-toe, but there is a slight variation to it. So, Garrett, why don't you actually introduce... We have tic-tac-toe match, I believe, right? It's Tic-tac-match, yes. Tic-tac-match, a uh, variation of tic-tac-toe. And I, I feel like it also has a little bit of uh, influence from, from one Uno. Um, this game came out here in 2020. And basically, tic-tac-match is a card game version of tic-tac-toe. It's got the same basic rules in that you're trying to create a three in a row. The only difference is, is you have these cards of X's and O's, and you are trying to not only match the symbol, the X or the O, but also the color of the card. So you have red, green, blue, yellow, X's and O's, and you have to arrange them in a color pattern and a symbol pattern. Um, but you, you open up your box. You have this deck. of It's, a, it's about 60 cards. You've got those four colored symbols, and then you also have a couple special cards Harkening back to Uno as well, you've got a you got a plus two, which allows you to play two cards on your turn. You've got a you've got a switch allegiances card, which if you were X's, all of a sudden you're O's. If you were O's, all of a sudden you're X's. It switches everybody's allegiance. And then one we didn't get to see in our gameplay of Tic Tac Match was it's just a nuke, and it it just causes the other player to discard his entire hand. 
and redraw. So any, any planning that you had completely by the wayside. Um, but that's it. Simple, simple matching tic-tac-toe game, uh, bringing together a little bit of, like I said, Uno, tic-tac-toe, and, and, and maybe just a hint of uh, memory if, you, if you're good at uh, keeping track of who's played what card. It's, it's a little strange because half the time, or at least for me, I, I was playing as an X and I had a handful of O's. So y- you can very easily <laughs> find yourself playing basically on the other side and not feeling like you're progressing. The only advantage that you get when you're playing some of your, you know, some of the cards for your opponent is that you can kind of preset it's like the opposite of a setup, right? So you're just trying to make it to where it's harder for them to play that specific color later on, but it's not, I mean, it's only one variant away and you're getting rid of cards um, so that you can refresh them. So I had, I at one point had three O's and a plus two and I was They're like, all different color odes too. So like they would, if you put them in a line, they would not. Exactly. And I was like, well, like this is kind of weird because either way I'm putting down O's for my opponent and it just makes it a little strange because I, you know, having it having anything change to o's is going to be better than nothing so i played it anyways um thinking that i would at least refresh my hand and i guess it helped a little bit i got a couple x's out of it but it was just really strange it's a it doesn't feel like you're playing towards resolution um in that game uh at any point because like we mentioned before you can also swap teams and swap roles so you know a lot of games like you always feel like oh i'm making progress i'm i'm getting towards a win traditional tic-tac-toe you feel that way um uno you can feel that way because you know your card your card hand is reducing in size in this game it never felt like it just felt like at any point you know something i I don't know if i'm going to win or lose so it it just didn't feel like i was working towards a a victory yeah i thought it was an interesting sort of a shift on it i i didn't actually it didn't register me before we played like what exactly the mechanics meant. Uh, I think that's just sort of the way that my mind specifically, I think there's a lot of people out there too who are like this, but like <laughs> you can hear someone read the rules. Tom, but, Tom's got to have a practice round. But I, I got to have a $500 test bet. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I have to be able to get in there, get my hands dirty and play the game in order to really wrap my mind around what exactly is, what does it mean? What, what are all these words that are coming out of Garrett's mouth? What do they actually mean? Um, and so when I had that moment where I had like, you know, uh, uh, all the, the board was predominantly O's. It was, there was two X's on the board and every other slot was filled up with O's. And I was like, I haven't won. <laughs> I, was, I was like, okay. I, I feel like I'm starting to get the, you know, what, why the changes have been made and, you know what exactly right. the designer was attempting to do by creating well, a little it, bit more challenge here. We we don't often get this, but I have a direct description on what what the designer was trying to do here. So this was published by Wayfunner Games, and we'll get a little insight into to that name as well. So this is a, a little description from Board Game Geek. The idea that became Wayfunner Games LLC began in 2009 after founder Larry Ashlock and his father were playing tic-tac-toe with Larry's young nephew at a family gathering. The nephew's desire to keep playing even though the game would end in a tie was intriguing. His young mind was eager to find a path to victory despite the poor odds and limited choices. This was really the beginning of a long journey which eventually became tic-tac-match an exciting card game alternative to, to traditional tic-tac-toe that guarantees a winner every time. 
Wayfinder Games was founded in January 2020 and is dedicating to making games way funner. On a side note, the company name Way Funner was inspired by the founder's fondness for American parody artist Weird Al Yankovic and a general love of puns. The word way is an acronym using the letters in Al's monogram, Weird Al Yankovic, and the logo features a bright red accordion with bellows disguised as playing cards fanned open. So there you go. That's the blurb. I, uh, That's the... Uh, come on. Okay, so they're, they're saying <laughs> they're saying in 2009, they're like, we need to make a better tic-tac-toe. And it took them well, 11 years to make a be- like a slightly variant hey, tic-tac-toe. Don't rush the playtesting. I'm, I'm trying to say... I'm trying to say... I'm going to come to his defense here. He's a kid. That's it. That's this is the origin story. This is his Batman, right? You know, instead of seeing his parents die in front of him, it's not like it's not. You don't look at Bruce Wayne and you go, "What a little bitch!" He didn't. He became. It took him twenty years to become Batman. This is. I don't know if he's a kid. It said here that you know after the founder and his father. Yeah, I didn't say little boy. Founder and his father. Founder and. But then it said with Larry's young nephew. So he has a nephew as well. It's my understanding that he's a kid. What do you think, Garrett? Is he a kid in this origin story? <laughs> um, a kid helped create it, but I, I, I don't think. I mean, he could be. It, it is possible as a, there is a nephew. And, you know, sometimes you have the situation where the nephew is younger than the uncle. Could in be. In a rare situation. So oh, it could no. be. But uh, I, I, he, don't, I don't necessarily think that this guy's a kid. <laughs> I, thought, I thought when he played it, he was a kid. Like in 2009, founder Larry Ashlock and his father were playing tic-tac-toe with Larry's young... Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Keep reading, Tom. And his Surprise, we all have fathers okay. and we're not children. Right. So I gave him... <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I gave him too much credit. I, I was I was thinking my first time hearing that I, I was like, okay, this kid he played it with his dad, and then you know as he grew up he sort of like you know fumbled this uh, or fumbled with this thing in his mind, sort of molded it into this idea, and when he became a man, molded he turned it into it. a game. Uh, but that is not the case. <laughs> See, <laughs> it took him it took him eleven years to make a game that based off of something funny that his uh, nephew was doing. <sighs> I do like the Weird Al Yankovic stuff, though. That's pretty fun. And he, he, he likes <laughs> puns, cool. but that's about that's about it. I, was this is, guy on a Kickstarter? Yeah, is this available for actual sale? Or I know we found it on Tabletop, but... Um, that's a great question. I, I believe you can buy it, but I'll, I'll have to dig a little deeper here. I looked for Wayfunder Games. I looked for Wayfunder Games that couldn't find a website. Because I was trying to see if I can actually find this guy, um, a picture of this guy to see if we can analyze between the three great minds of ours uh, how old he might be, but <laughs> I couldn't find him. I think I found him. If you go to tictacmatch.com, I think uh, you'll have exactly what you need in order to make those uh, <laughs> make that call, Jeff. I do see on GameCrafter, you can see there's a promo video, and the guy that's in the promo video looks like to be about 60 yeah. or 70. So I don't know if it's him, but... <laughs> I'm, you know, I have a feeling that maybe our creator might not be a youngin. That that's the game. That is the game in a nutshell. Jeff and I played it. Jeff won. I try. I went for a gambit. You know, I tried a little gambit where I switched sides. I I you played the card that allowed me to switch from the O's to the X's, and I tried to. I was really hoping he didn't have a blue X or a blue O, and he did. And that was that was my downfall. It's a quick game. You can play it relatively quick. 
And I think it's objectively better than uh, tic-tac-toe. I think it's objectively better. I will say that it's not like I, it, it doesn't feel like you can get pigeonholed into one spot like regular tic-tac-toe because it's not like you can always play the same <laughs> um, outcomes or whatever. You, you kind of we, we get a little bit of luck thrown into it depending on what you draw, I, which, I is, which is okay. This is um, yeah, I think it's, it's slightly better. I, I do feel like it's kind of weird. When you play the game, it, again, it doesn't feel like I. You, you said that I won, but I feel like I stumbled into a win. Like I never felt like I was like, oh, I'm about to win, because at any point it could swap, or, you know, I I I was putting down more O's than I was X's, and then I happened to swap. So it's not like I started out as an X player, ended up an O player, and I won. So just it was weird. Didn't feel like you had a clear and cohesive strategy experience. running into it. Yeah, exactly. I'm just kind of I I'm playing what's being given to me. Uh, and it just feels like one step at a time, which, yeah. you know, I think a mark of a good game, you can kind of plan ahead a couple steps, um, and hope yeah. that it works out for you. Or you're basically taking calculated risks and gambles. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and a lot of the games that we like to play that are higher rated, but here it just feels like in an, in a vacuum, what do I play that I feel like is the best move now? And it, I don't, I'm not really thinking about two, even two steps from now. Very, um, very, a lot more tactical so. than strategic almost like you're yeah, you're, you're exactly. just mm-hmm. taking it from turn to turn it, exactly exactly I, yeah. I i would say so here's here's my general feelings on a game like this we've seen a lot of games actually at this point i'm thinking three or four almost that have to some point reincorporated the elements of uno in, right <laughs> like yeah. they just they take the dna of uno and and then they just they go Jurassic Park mode, gene splicing, and they 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 weave it into their game, and they're like, but there's also Uno in there, (laughs) and I feel like this is they have this they have this concept for a game. They're just like, let's do this, but also Uno, and it's sort of like that that 2000 and uh, I, I I think this is actually giving Uno more compliments than than I intend to, but like remember like in 2009. Uh, 2008, like there was sort of like a gimmick where it's just like, all right, we took this really great dish and now we're adding some bait. <laughs> and it's like, you would see that in restaurants and you would see that sort of like a phenomenon. Every, like it's adding bacon. Of stupid epic mealtime. Yeah, what... like all the memes and they're just like, but like that was something that was going into restaurants yeah. is like you would see. Yeah. Th- they have a meal like, oh, here's, here's a, uh, here's, here's a really good, I'm trying to think of a meal. Here's a nice vanilla ice cream. It. You know what a vanilla ice cream would need? Caramelized bacon on top. Yeah. In, in like diced bits. That's a perfect example. So it's like we Uno is the equivalent of throwing bacon. <laughs> Just throw, throw right? a little it Uno mechanic. Necessarily need it. Throw a draw too. Yeah. Throw a little Uno mechanic in there. Yeah. It's just like okay. Well, this doesn't. It's just not going to improve your game. All right. And I feel like it, like the bacon thing is one step more because I think bacon actually does taste good. There's got to be something <laughs> that works better with my my comparison that I'm making, right? Yeah. Like there's got to be some sort of like food that you just see a lot that's sort of like a um I, the thing that comes meany. to mind for me is like truffle oil. It's great, like it's really yes. good on certain things, but they put it on people try to put it on everything now, and you're like, it's not meant for <laughs> every yeah. little meal, you know? Like it, it doesn't need to go on my. My effing spaghettios, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like, like that's not. I'm not gonna go into some like high class, you know, hipster rep web uh, hipster restaurant where you're serving me spaghettios, and I'm not gonna pay fifteen dollars just because you put a little truffle oil on top. 
and you give me a solid iron spoon <laughs> that weighs more than a normal spoon to eat it with. Like these are gimmicks, okay? It's all gimmicks, and that's what that's what I feel like the reemergence of Uno is in all of these games. I think is just. Yeah, I think the through line with those, though, Tom, is, is these are games generally aimed at children, and I, I feel like Uno kind of nailed the the accessibility to like playing cards, but doing doing it with mechanisms that children can use and children can find uh, e- easy enough to follow. You know, it, it's got subsets with like you have to play the same symbol or you have to play the same color, you know, as Uno does, but. You know, if you think of trick-taking games where you have to worry about suit rules and then, like, what happens if you're out of that suit rules? Like, you have all these... It's almost like writing a code where you have if, then, or, or, and, you know, going through all these um, analysis issues. So, I I just think Uno kind of nails the simplicity of gameplay. It's like, can you play? If if so, go for it. If not, do something else. You know, draw. So... Yeah, that's fair. I think, like, we, we... I think we as a group struggle to review a lot of the entry-level games a lot because, like, on one hand, you have to appreciate the fact that they're introducing players to a lot of these mechanics. Um, And we mentioned that same thing with that Alien game, that Alien versus Armies game or whatever. Um, But in, like, counting and other things like that, like, we, you know, this game is, for the listeners at home, it's geared to, it says here the age range is 7+. plus. So I think it's appropriately, it's probably appropriately, you know, leveled. I would even say you could probably even go as low as 5+. plus. Um, and it's two to four players. So I, I think that it's probably fine um, for that age age range. And it does introduce, you know, suits, basically. It introduces, yeah. um, you know, a wind condition that can change and vary. Um, it introduces some level of um, uh, probability, maybe not even probably, but chance. I wouldn't say probability because the kids aren't going to know, like, sure. oh, there's three more red X's in the deck or whatever. But um, so I think it's fine. Um, I guess like I wonder one thing I do wonder is is there a case or a scenario where you play all of your cards onto uh, onto the mat and then you don't have any more cards to play because there's no discard pile that you reshuffle like, like there is, uh, so there, you know, so there is a, a catch-all for that scenario at the end of the at the end of the rule book where you take all the card you leave the cards that are on top of the current tableau and you pull all the cards underneath and you, you shuffle all those Got it. So there is a technical yes. discard pile. You just, yeah, I see. Okay, got it. And, and to my, I, I don't believe there's any mechanism where you are digging through. So like if once a card's on top, you're never going to reveal the cards that are underneath it again. So um, th- that seems just fine to me because it you're not ruining any other uh, mechanisms with the game. It is a little bit cumbersome. You yeah. Know, usually with a discard pile, it's just you pick up the discard pile and you reshuffle it. Now you're kind of having to move all these cards and set them off to the side and make sure you don't mess up the order and then pull them back and put them in the correct spot on the table. So it's a little bit more cumbersome, yeah, I but I, say, I, it is a- I would imagine it's it's a bit rare to get through that deck. I mean, in 60 cards is a, is a fair bit. And, you know, granted, it's harder than tic-tac-toe, but still, that's you got to imagine that's 30, 30 moves that each player is going to get to do to try to maneuver for the tic-tac-toe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know what's what's interesting is uh, I'm looking at the, the the contents of the game. There are only four of the cards present in the game out of the sixty cards that allow you to swap sides. I think I drew all four. <laughs> really? Like I, I drew I drew three or four. Yeah, like I I, I drew I 
was they were just sitting there in my hand, and I was just like, I don't, I don't, I'm winning. Use all, and then you did it, and you lost. Yeah, I think you had the right call. Yeah, I think I think I actually think it would have been nice to have a card in there that allowed you to discard your own hand and and kind of cycle through. Like if you have complete trash, I I think both of you guys complained about this, where Jeff, you had all O's and you're on the X squad, and and Tom, you had a bunch of cards that made you switch hands and you were in a commanding position. Um, you didn't want to have to play your cards, <laughs> so I, I think it, I think it could have been a yeah. Bit yeah, I ended up yeah. playing my plus two as in a way a de facto like trash card for myself, right. but I played the O's out. So I mean, it still gives Tom a slight advantage sure. at that point, but we ended up swapping, so you know, ended up being a boot point. But yeah, it's just weird. Like you never know, you never know what's gonna happen, and yeah. just you always have kind of. I want to say, like, your win condition is always a moving target yeah. in this game. Not even moving, but you don't know what it is. Like, it's just, it's like, it's like a, um, it's like a whack-a-mole game. Like, you don't know what's going to pop up next, and you're not sure what you need to do to win mm-hmm. because you might be on a different team in the next turn or whatever. One, one thing I kind of want to change topics and say I do appreciate about this game, because I, I don't think enough games do this, is drawing a line in the sand and saying this needs to be two or four players don't at me and asked me to make a three-player variant of this game um i actually appreciate that and a lot of people whine about it but so that we we did not play the team variant obviously there are three of us so i kind of refereed and also i got to see what each player had so i could you know have a higher level view of it but um i think it and laugh laugh at our misfortune that was also a a high point of of our gameplay as well but it it, it's good to see this you know canasta does it but you you have a two-player game and like it's tic-tac-toe there's no way like you don't have three sides you have two sides it's x's and o's you don't have x's o's and you know triangles or something random um so i'm I'm glad they said all right it's two players or it's four players and I, i think the team variant actually would have introduced a little bit more um as far as you know, you were allowed to use the nuke card on your own teammate. You just couldn't use it on yourself. So maybe you could you could see that your your teammate was having a little bit of trouble, you know, playing cards that helped you guys. So um, I would be interested to see kind of how the four player game works out. Um, you know, with the teams. But I think I think for the most part, it, it's really going to stay the same. And and if it, if anything, on the negative side, it's going to you know jump back into that. All right, I'm even more at a loss. I, I'm even less able to plan out my moves, you know, three or four turns down the road because my partner, my partner and I may not necessarily be on the same page. Yeah. I mean, it does remind you of games like 42 or domino games like 42 or other like two V two type games mm-hmm. where you have to kind of read your opponent j- just as much as you have to read your teammate. Yeah. And there are some win conditions like playing, playing low uh, or playing for zero where sure. you, you want to lose everything. Yeah. So I like the idea that you can nuke your teammate um, if if it, they are clearly communicating that they're having trouble. Right. I, you know, I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. But your options are so limited when you because the hand size is yeah. four cards. You have four cards, so it's exactly. not it's not yeah. like you can you know and you're replacing those cards on a hand to hand basis. So it's so hard to yep. to to kind of to figure know. that out and then also have the cards necessary. Right by to the time. Yeah, by the time you're reading it, you, you know they they've already refreshed their hand, so you might not want to nuke them at that right. point. So. But all of that being yeah. said, again, you know, as you mentioned, we have to keep in mind this is a this is a game for kids that want to take their tic tac toeing to the next level, and you know maybe it's not not time to start introducing reading the hand or uh, you know qualitative bidding that is going to be substantially is going to substantially change how you play the game. So, you know, you have the game and there's a two player variant and a four player variant and, you know, try to get a tic-tac-toe go. 
Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, this game is very, it's relatively new, so there's not a lot of reviews that we can find for it online. Um, <laughs> I, I, I believe it only has two reviews on Board Game Geek. It's, it's, this is a very, very, very new game, I think. When was the tabletop simulator uh, thing made for this? Because this is, that, that is like fast. Yeah. That, like, this game has two, two reviews on Board Game Geek. Not enough for an average, even. Yeah. And yet, this game's already on Tabletop Sim? Let me pull that up real quick. So, Tic Tac Match was released on Tabletop Simulator on September 22nd. Uh, so uh, about a month ago, a month, little little over a month at the point of this recording. Oh wow! So yeah, yeah but, super recent. But it's all it's already got the Creative Child Magazine Game of the Year award. So they are <laughs> they are not only not only has <laughs> this game not been out long and it's gotten the reward, but they're discounting any game that comes out between November and December, and uh, saying you know sorry, Tic Tac Match has got it. You're done. They already sealed the deal. Yeah. It's all it's done. Insta Insta award. <laughs> Yeah. Um, similarly, similarly, um, <laughs> uh, small footprint on Tabletop Simulator as well. We have two unique visitors, and but somehow three subscribers. I guess maybe the creator is not considered a unique visitor, but he is a subscriber. So, anyways, get, you know, it's a small footprint. Hopefully, the creator gets a little bit of a with that new seal of the Game of the Year award. He'll be able to get a couple sales, and you know, with our commanding presence of the board game market, anything we review you know instantly just starts flying off the mm-hmm. shelves so hopefully hopefully he's a little uptick for any press any press is good press right <laughs> that's true yeah. so let's let's since there's no reviews for it let's go ahead and throw our own numbers at it um i think that this is a very it's e- even though even though i didn't necessarily enjoy it uh i will say that there the moment that i had while i was playing it where i sort of realized all the mechanics how they were working together how all the cogs were sort of connected and like how the uno mechanics really did fit quite well into the uh into the into the game tic-tac-toe making it just complicated enough to allow kids to spice up their games of tic-tac-toe enough uh i don't think i'd play this again uh but if i was forced to play it gun to my head i wouldn't protest that much (laughs) uh so i'm going to give this a i give this a four out of ten that's almost four times an improvement on the original tic-tac-toe tic-tac-toe game on board game. Wow. um i some positives for me it's not often we play a game on roll and move where all the little labels on the side of the box are accurate in my opinion it says age of seven plus okay maybe a little bit younger but i think seven plus is good two or four players i think those are the only player counts you should have five to ten minutes accurate I think all of those things are uh, great. I'm really happy about that. It's nice to have a honest, you know, usually bad board game on this on this podcast, but an honest game nonetheless. And I, I don't necessarily think this is a bad game. I th- I think the, you know, even though it took him 11 years, I think the creator put some love and thought <laughs> thought into this. And and you know he he I, you know Jeff kept having these these. Uh, it, you know, what if we run into this issues? And, and for the most part, the creator ran, you know, talked about those in the rules. So I think he did a pretty good job of, of thinking about the mm-hmm. possible possible iterations of how the game could be played out. So, 
you know, well well thought out game. I you know hope this actually becomes successful. You know, I think this is a good stepping stone from tic tac toe to something else. Whether it you know, I don't know if you play Uno before or after this, <clears> but you know, you've got some mechanisms in there that are super simple to understand, but do introduce a bit of tactical strategy, if not straight up strategy. So. Um, I am right there with you, Tom. I am also going to give this game a four. I'm going to go 4.3 in a row out of 10. Nice. (laughs) In a row. Okay, so um, just to start, so Tic-Tac-Toe has a 2.7 and Uno has a 5.4. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll probably rate (laughs) it somewhere in between those two. (laughs) <laughs> as a master meld so in my mind um i i have to like you guys mentioned it's i think it's a kid for games it's introducing kids to a lot of mechanics um dipping their toes into some of the earlier mechanics that we mentioned earlier um i think that uh, i can't fault them for not being super super complex because of that um and i have to give a lot of credit in that the game doesn't have any um doesn't have any plot holes basically there's nothing there's no way to really break the game uh, it still gives people choice. Um, they can choose when to pl- play their cards, when to, uh, you know, nuke other players' hands, play two, etc. So there's still some choice there. So I think that's where I, I I have to give credit because a lot of the times when you play these earlier kids' games, there are some rules that they leave out or there's gray area that they don't describe. And like Garrett mentioned, they covered all their bases here. So it's a complete. Um, it, it, the game is end to end. It covers all the rules, and there's no, there's nothing left to imagination, which is I think really really important for um, when I when you evaluate earlier you know ch- children's types games. And again, like I, it, I think they um, they did a good job of introducing a lot of these elements. So it's eleven years I'm of playtesting, baby. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Well, would it have taken you eleven years to come up with this concept? I think it would have taken me longer. It's perfect, right? It's <laughs> it's a complete closed solution. So I'm running, I'm running some numbers here, uh, 2.7, 5.4. Let's divide that by two. Uh, it's a 4.05. So I'll give it a 4.1. I'll give it a little bit of a, hey a little uh, Jeff bump close. there. Side note, I have, since we've started talking about this, Google is listening in. I, I've received four ads in a row. We've got Take and Play Anywhere, Tic-Tac-Toe. I've got Toss Across, the uh, basically cornhole and Tic-Tac-Toe crossover. Uh, Otorio, the strategy G strategy-based tic-tac-toe board game and tic-tac-toe game for kids and family the wooden box edition i want to know if i want to know why there's not a cornhole and uno crossover <laughs> like what would that be <laughs> we need it we need Skip. it i get to go again ah, i win yeah i get to toss four <laughs> toss four <laughs> uh all right so with everybody's scores added together and given the old average uh what is that uh, what does that put us at jeff um, give me 11 years to crunch these numbers. <laughs> we'll take a quick break for uh, to form your mind, right, go Batman we'll... mode, crunch some numbers. All right. Go ahead. Well, time warp, it gives, we are in at a 4.13 between the RDG boys. Eh. That's not too bad. And I think that that would be a really good starting place uh, on Board Game Geek. So we'll have to leave a nice little review for him. And speaking of leaving nice little reviews. Do you like that one? That was good. That was, hey, that's why you're the best in the biz. That's why we call you host Tom. I know. That's why they call me host Tom. (laughs) Every time because I got, I got the best segues. Here we go, folks. Uh, Speaking of 
reviews. We we would be very appreciative to you guys if uh, you know we're, we're we're winding things down here on the show. But we got other episodes. We got other content. You just got to go check out the iTunes. And while you're there, if you want to give us a little five star review uh, for the podcast, we would be so 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 grateful for you. I know I'm doing things a little bit out of order today, but that's that's just fine. Sometimes we like to mix it up. Sometimes we like to do things out of order. Sometimes we like to throw in Uno mechanics and mix them into our in-game, uh, our sign-offs, you know, as, as we as we like to say here on the show. Um, and uh, if you would like to reach out to us with a, uh, I wish I knew Uno mechanics better so I could incorporate some sort of Twitter joke here, but if you would like to reach out to us on Twitter and uh, tell us tell us what you would like to, uh, what, what board game you would like to see crossed with Uno completely superfluously. Uh, you can do so by hitting us up at Rough Draft Games on Twitter. If you have any game recommendations, we would love to see those. Uh, we'll take anything on Board Game Geek. I'm sorry. We'll take anything on Tabletop Simulator, any print and plays you got, any rolling rights, anything that's super easy to play on webcam, as I'm usually in Texas, you know, Austin, Dallas, who knows where I am these days. Jeff and Tom over in the, the West Coast. It's, it's hard to play stuff uh, in person these days, especially with the pandemic. So get us those digital and easy-to-play webcam games, and we are happy to play on our little lovely little podcast here. If you've got any other ideas about games that's going to take 11 years to develop, we developed our own game in a few years. Uh, come on down to roughdraftgames.com, where we have our own game that took us a few years to put together, All Rise. Uh, and you can check out how to buy a copy of that if you're interested in, in supporting our game. Uh, we also have other um, articles, like blog posts about other games that we like to play, including their themes and what to eat and drink, other episodes of Roll and Move, and just general information about us. So come check us out, roughdraftgames.com. That's about it today, folks. We, do, we don't have anything more for you guys. Quick 30-minute ep. Easy 30-minute ep. Actually, a 48-minute ep. We're around there. But, uh, you know, we'll get it next time. We always do. <laughs> but until then, guys, we will see you later. Bye. Oh, now I'm the next team. <laughs> <laughs>